Hello, everyone. Hey, good to see you all. Yes, welcome, welcome. to our podcast. Welcome. I'm, Vic, I'm Victor Summer, sitting across the table. And my name is Sam Rushton. Sam Rushton. Man, or we call you Rushton. Does anyone just call you Rushton? Um, my wife likes to say, um, uh, she says, uh, the Rushturd. Rush turd. Yeah, we're having a baby, so oh. the little rush turd is on its way. Oh, nice. The rush turd. <laughs> so oh, man, I she hope She started referring to my family back when we started dating as, yeah, she's like, oh, going to the rush turds. Oh, no. <laughs> I hope that doesn't stick. Why? That's literally, I think it's hilarious. Literally oh. stick. Yeah. So what is, what is Rushton? Looking across the table at you, I would, I would think hobo, your background. Oh, that's, sorry. That's very offensive. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, but what are you? What are you anyway? Uh, uh, well, y- okay. You mean the Russian name? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know exactly, but I'm almost a hundred percent. No, not a hundred percent, but I, I think, uh, Scottish okay. and like English, like British. Yeah. Um, I think mainly Scottish. I'm pretty sure I had asked my parents one time and I'm pretty sure that's what they had said was, uh, mainly Scottish, maybe a little bit of British and uh, like the Russian name. Is you know it's it's quite popular in like Nova Scotia. Like they have Rushton's Beach, right. and there's I've known Rushton's, but no relation. So they're mainly Scottish. So I you know I assume a lot of it comes you know is that right right. And Summers, Summers, we uh, we sprung uh, directly from the ground <laughs> on the little southwest <laughs> branch of the northwest branch of the Miramichi River, right straight up like a like a like a mushroom. Oh yeah, we uh, the little um, mushrooms you just gotta get rid of. <laughs> yeah, we mold. we we <laughs> we have no there's there's no background. It's just Elijah Summers come right up out of the ground one day and just started slinging an axe. Yeah, started lumbering an axe and slinging babies up, up river having babies. <laughs> yeah, no, we're Heinz, we're Heinz fifty seven. What? We're a Heinz 57. We're everything. I we're have mud. no idea what that term means. Heinz 57? No. You haven't heard that? Sam. I don't know. Is it because I'm I'm only 28 or it's, is it because I'm not from Miramichi? Heinz 57. So there's 57 ingredients in a Heinz ketchup. So nobody knows what it really what? is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I bet you it's I, like I'm, I bet it's ninety nine percent tomatoes, and then the rest of it falls like with one percent a little, or you know, like it divides between other stuff. Uh, I don't know. My dad always said though he's a Heinz fifty seven. So I in uh, referring to someone, some, okay, I mean like what is he? I don't know. He's a Heinz fifty seven. That was a saying. Oh, so he he's just made up of a whole whack of uh, that yeah. that explains. There's another Miramichi saying what you you know what you were talking about before. <laughs> Miramichi saying, Miramichi yeah, saying. referring to an alternate podcast. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, but originally before they sprung up, what well, where was it? I I, I don't know. It's, my uncle's done some work on that. Mm-hmm. We're from overseas. Okay, somewhere. I had heard that um, Bermuda was. Uh, founded by us oh we we claim bermuda as our we we the summer the the summer says george summers who was the founder of bermuda um is is a relative of ours we're quite Mm -hmm. sure and so uh, my wife and i were actually there a couple of years ago on our 20th uh, wedding anniversary congratulations thank you um but i landed i got off the plane and i was 
I was hoping people would recognize me. Oh, George. <laughs> George's young lad. That's your great, 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 great grandson. I don't yes. know how many it is, yeah. but so far away, no, it doesn't that, matter. That you were quite close there. But I was hoping they'd recognize me and be like, welcome home, son. Here's a plot of land on Horseshoe Beach. Horseshoe Bay. Horseshoe Bay. And you can... Is it a beach or bay? Uh, well, there's a beach there, but oh, Horseshoe yeah. Bay, Horseshoe um, Beach. Why is it that the people from Bermuda talk like that you're like, oh welcome welcome son oh did i nail that <laughs> accent i, I wasn't it was like a mix between like transylvania and british <laughs> i wasn't um, i wasn't trying to do the bermudan no Bermudian i want to ask you something about the whole we statement you yes. said we like as in you attached to yourself it made me think and this could get into some uh offensive territory not really offensive but um what do you think what are your thoughts on people saying when you have a sports team saying we did this you know it's like Oh, we won last night. Have you ever thought about that? Yeah, I, and I, I think it's ridiculous in that respect because I'm not a sports fan. <laughs> but I, I can, I can certainly, I, I can certainly identify with. Um, I'm telling Patty, you're getting, not a sports fan. Getting behind a, a team of some sort. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's. But that's not getting behind I, a team. That's saying I am part of the team. Right. That's we ridiculous. Won. You had nothing to do with your team winning. You are not going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> you're not. You're not. You're not playing for the Stanley Cup. You had and the the fact that you cheer or not or wear their paraphernalia on your body makes absolutely no difference. And I'm sorry to break that to you if you're listening and you're a sports oh. fan. If you're wearing their jersey that day, that means nothing. And I can tell you that based on the authority of God's word. And that's a good segue into what we're talking about today, because we're talking about aligning ourselves mm. with a a group of people. Um, of course, this podcast uh, we're we're still kind of fleshing out um, what this is going to be. Of course, mm-hmm. and uh, we we want to have discussions around around faith, around spirituality. Um, both Sam and I, uh, we come from a Christian background, and we're both uh, trying to figure out. Um, what that's all about. We we talked about different experiences and we're going to continue to, to talk about our background, sure. uh, hopefully honoring those who have come before us. Uh, but nonetheless, we're, we're talking about aligning ourselves with a, a group and, uh, and how we identify ourselves with that group and the stigma around uh, mm-hmm. some of the labels that are put on us. We had talked about previously about how um, calling yourself a Christian kind of is a weighted term. And often, you know, we kind of hide a little bit. We don't, we don't want to out ourselves initially uh, right. when, we, when we meet new people. And uh, so today what we'd like to focus on is uh, uh, those of you who are out there that are listening that have perhaps um, abandoned uh, your affiliation, mm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were probably brought up in the church. I know uh, as I talk to people here in the Miramichi, many, many of you, many, many of us, I'll put myself in in that, uh, mm-hmm. in that group, are, are once church. So there was a church that we were brought up in, our family, um, moms or dads or grandparents took us to that church. And there was a point in your life when you said, no, that's enough enough of that mm-hmm. and uh and obviously there was a reason it's not like they're just back. yeah we're and i think that's that's part of it is trying to dig up some of those reasons right right yeah, and then kind of address it so some of them will really come off maybe as potentially negative um and 
so you know they're, they're not going to be positive things. They're going to things that were honestly going to end up making Christians and the church potentially look look bad. But the, the realities, um, and and we really want, we just want to talk about them and air them out and look for better health for the future. So, but I guess before before even getting into that to just set the the tone for the conversation is I would just ask you, um, like, do you lo- do you love the church? Do you, do you love Christianity and Christians? I do. I do. I absolutely love the church. Um, you know, as I understand it, of course, uh, I, I have great uh, feelings when I think about church, even though I, I you know, we've, we've joked and I've, I've kind of referred to myself as a recovering Baptist and uh, we covered a little bit of what, what that means. Um, yeah. But when when I think of my upbringing being brought up in the in in my home church is what I call it, and I still refer to it as my home church. Mm-hmm. Um, great experience, uh, yeah. even even though I recognize that some of it was flawed. I've reformed, uh, and and that just simply means I've changed some of my thinking um, from how I was brought up, and I brought my uh, son up differently than the way I was brought up when it when it comes to faith yeah um, but still man i i love church yeah i love going to church yeah all all, all different kinds of church yeah. you know i like high church high high church what do you mean high like very um very formal uh heavy lit liturgical oh, okay church yeah. um with a choir and robes and <laughs> Uh, homilies and the whole thing. I can get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like house churches, you know, every, and everything in between. I'm a sucker for a big worship service with mm-hmm. big church. The last church I was on staff at, we were like purpose-driven, yeah, very yeah. program-heavy church. Do you, I, I say it's kind of like, like pizza. It's like yeah. you, you like pizza, but you might like a whole bunch of different kinds. I like all different kinds of pizza. Yeah, exactly. Like you got a good Hawaiian, but then it's like, oh, some days you just need all meat or like yes. you maybe you might need some green peppers or onions on that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would even go for like a, just an all cheese pizza. Ooh, with stuffed crust. Right. That, like the more yeah. cheese, the better. That's like your, that, you know what? That's a perfect, <laughs> perfect picture of Eastside Church, your church, just all cheese. I think we are. Absolutely. <laughs> We're just kind of stripped down. Uh, what what is what is the essentials of of really great church? Yeah. Well, it's a really great crust is where it starts. Yeah. You got to have the pizza sauce. It's got to be good, and it's got to it's got to be cheesy. Well, uh, thanks you guys for listening. We're ending the podcast because we're going out for supper now. <laughs> just we're going just to George's. George's, to by George's. the way, we get, this is yes. the second time in a row we've given a shout out to George's Pizza, which moved in just across the street from the Vogue Theater, and we're so excited about oh, that. We yeah. cannot stop come, talking about come, it. Yeah, you gotta you gotta come you gotta come try it out. Yeah. So um so yeah you love the church. I guess I would just say something with that too is um like for instance the college I went to it was a Bible college yeah. and um. You know, looking back now, uh, I, I find it easy at times to maybe be like, oh, well, this was wrong or they didn't do it like this or why, how come? And then when I stood back and really reflected on it, I was like, wow, I, like, I was really shaped and, and, and pushed in a way of like who I am today. Right. Was huge with those few years that I was there. My best friends came from there, right? Yeah. The, the My mentality of a certain things really changed there. I had people that really invested in me and just 
you know, help push me off to mm. be, you know, just jump into life. So uh, as, as my, I think it's the same here with church, we're going to talk about, um, five things, you know, that we see as negatives that have kind of maybe shifted people away from the church or whatever have been hurtful. Yeah. So when we talk about those things, it's, it's within the context of, you know, these are just things we want to address, even though we understand there's lots of great things that are happening within the church. And I think at a future time, we'll probably hopefully talk about some of those things. Yeah. We're yeah. going gonna, gonna, to, it's kind of a bad news, good news uh, podcast set that we're going, we're going to get into. Yeah. And let me say this right off. And I'm, I am, as I'm, introduced to people who have questions about the church and they're kind of like, well, who are you guys? You meet in an old theater. Um, you know, I, I always tell people, we're, you know, Eastside Church is, is a church for people who don't like church. And well, what does that mean? Um, I, I usually am quick to point out the fact, and it, and it is a fact. When you look at a history, I know Christianity and the church has taken a bad rap uh, over the years and recently. Mm-hmm. I mean, every time you turn on, like I watch these um, uh, crime shows and, you know, the creep and the murderer is usually some sort of religious fanatic, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, here yeah. we here we go again. Like the, the, the church taking a bad rap. And we talked about last time how we kind of get all lumped in with the Westboro Baptist sure. uh, type, very judgmental side yeah. of it. But let me say this, and I point this out all the time. Uh, the church, and it, it, especially in the first, you know, few centuries in the beginning of this, uh, the, this Jesus movement, mm-hmm. everywhere that Christ followers went, so those who who claimed to follow Christ, yep. and, and tried as best as they could to do that, mm-hmm. everywhere they went, they made their city better, and and I I really took that to heart when we moved back home and and moved to Miramichi City, I said, I want Eastside Church and I want those who uh, call themselves Christ followers to really work hard to make their city better. And so that well, that's that's one of the things that we've taken on as as a, a mission and vision of, of our congregation is what are we going to do to make this place better? Yeah. Uh, because that, historically, that's... Awesome. that's that's what Christianity has been all Historically, about. yes. But I think part of maybe where why we're having this conversation is some people would say, yeah, that's not reality, right? There would be some people who have seen and been Absolutely. a part of things and say, I don't yeah. feel like that's reality because the church or the Christianity I was a part of didn't make anything better. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. right? Yeah. It was, they were supposed to, and that's the high, that's the calling, but yeah. it, it didn't. So right. let's, and let's, we're really, let's talk about and it. And we're really trying to understand too, if, you're, if you've walked away from faith, um, if you walked away from the church or your church, like there's probably a, there's probably a good reason why. Yes. And so we're going to talk about a couple of those reasons. Okay. Why don't we just uh, jump in? Number one. Yep. Uh, so we're going to talk a bit about abuse. Yeah. Why don't you uh, lead us off on that, Vic? Yeah. Ab- abuse. Um, abuse can come in all kinds of forms. Um, we can we can talk about just the authoritative abuse where you really feel like, um, you know, the Bible and God has been used to control people. Mm. Uh, we've seen that over the years, both historically. Yeah. Uh, we've maybe maybe have felt a bit of that in our, our upbringing. I, I certainly have where I, I felt like, you know, the Bible was was used more as a behavior modification tool yeah. than anything else. So there's some abuse there that that would probably be uh, in step with this idea of, of spiritual abuse too. Mm-hmm. Like when you're using spiritual truths 
and you're using Bible verses to try to control people. Uh, that's the kind uh, of abuse yeah. that a lot of that's people have. That's a good word, too, is control. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have experienced. Be- be- because there, is a, there needs to be a certain level of, of freedom within church and Christianity to... Um, it, you know, it's church is corporate, so there's a grouping of people, but within it are individual people that are, are coming from different backgrounds and understanding. So when you start to, you know, see the things that are in the Bible, for instance, mm-hmm. and if if it doesn't align up, you know, I, I think that's kind of what took place is there wasn't that alignment to exactly what they the believed or the behavior that they had. So because of it, there was just really wrong actions taken against it and seen as abuse to control instead of like, I honestly feel, and I see, I read in scripture is those times where in like, you know, Galatians where you say, uh, they're coming to you to bear your burdens and love. Right? right. Or, or I see there's this transgression, this, this sin or error or whatever it is wrong way within you. And it doesn't say they go and like, you know, um, try to control that to get a certain level of what church is, but they went to, uh, help, help with that correction and be with that person. You know, I think of the people in my life that were the most influential that way is, are the people who, you know, weren't necessarily afraid to say certain things, but were like, here's what I think or feel and, and allowed me to mull it over to think about it, to get to that. And, and, and then they were there to support me, not be like, do it or else we're kicking you out or do it or else you're a terrible human being. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You will burn. Right. Absolutely. So, so these are, these are things that maybe you've experienced in, in your, um, uh, in your faith group or in, in your church. Of course, we, we can't talk about abuse without talking about sexual abuse. Yeah. And, and certainly, um, you know, the, the, a, a lot more has come out in the last number of years of uh, churches that just did not have a good handle on their leadership. Mm. Um, you know, and we, we live in a community here in Miramichi that is greatly impacted uh, by sexual abuse that has been within the church. And, and listen, even if you haven't, uh, if you you don't have a firsthand account mm-hmm. of that, it was so systemic within the organization, uh, and and both Protestant and Catholic both, yeah. um, that it it's it's a generational problem. Yeah. So if if you're not if you don't have firsthand accounts, then your parents or your grandparents, whether they talked about it or not, um, it's come it's it's been passed down. Uh, well, and I, through, I, I think through that, the generations. Yeah, I think that comes out too, and like, like I mean, running jokes of the day, you know. Yes. Yeah. Like touching little boys, like a, like the kind of joke. So yeah. I, I think it definitely is. Even though I'm, you know, certain people might have experienced it, there definitely is that that reality and that truth that took place. And I think one thing too, as we talk about, especially an area like this, we understand that if if you are are listening and that's a reality within your life or the life of somebody else that you know, we, we understand this may be really triggering in a certain mm-hmm. way. It may yeah. cause deep sorrow and depression and pain in your heart. It may cause a lot of anger and mm-hmm. rage. And I, I don't, I can't say that I understand how you're feeling. I want to say, I want to empathize and sympathize with you. And we want to have compassion and say, you know, we're, we're here for you. So whatever way that it is that you feel is necessary to reach out to us, to be able to talk about it, or, you know, just know that we're supporting you through that we 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 take responsibility for that that happened within the church mm-hmm. and we we say we're to also taking responsibility for the future right yeah that yeah. we are not going to allow this to keep on you know happening and then we're going to 
we were going to become G- true Jesus followers and what would have Jesus done. Right. 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 And, and that, and that coming from both, you know, Sam, you, you work with, with children and youth. Yeah. I mean, and, and myself as well, the last church I was at, I was a pastor of children's ministry. And, and I'm so thankful that in, in my upbringing, in my home church, there was such an emphasis put on safety. I mean, I mm-hmm. never felt that I was ever at risk and certainly churches need to be the safest places in the world. Should be, yeah. And and I know when I was running the, the children's ministry at the last church I was at, we went over and above uh awesome, our, yeah. our our you know, our what we needed to do yeah. to make sure that our children were safe. Yeah. I, I'm putting putting uh systems in place that make sure that you know that there was never a chance of that yeah happening yeah. And, and i know in your ministry too you, you well you spend a lot of time doing that yeah at the camp marishi valley bible camp i mean the, the purpose is just to have this amazing camp experience right and and bridge that gap to have young people and families meet jesus and um we, and so because of it yeah it has to be a place where they are protected they're cherished they're cared for and loved and, and we and and so, so we have to do those things that are right in order to make that just a great place. Right. Right. So that, um, so that way we come through it with just that good idea of, of Christian love yeah. right, and Christian respect. So I think that's really important for us moving forward to, um, you know, to just really think about consider. So that's a major area. Yeah, it yeah. is. And as I talk to people, you know, like, like I said, whether they have personal experience, it's certainly a reason uh, why, oh, yeah. a lot, why a lot yeah. of people have walked away from Oh, If that was my experience, uh, yeah. Yeah, why would, why would you? Why would, why would I go back to that? Yeah. So, yeah. Let's, let's move on because okay. we got a couple more that we want to cover in, in the time we have left. Uh, number four, this idea of, of uh, transparency. Um, number four? Yeah. What oh, it, ours are backwards. This is the second. Oh, in no, in no particular, oh, no particular order. Okay, thank no you. particular yeah. order. All yeah. of these are important. <laughs> but it, transparency, when it comes to transparency, what we're talking about is this idea that um, churches have, have not been known as places where you can be completely transparent. Yeah. Uh, I often liken it to, and, and this was somewhat my experience growing up. Uh, if I can, if I can kind of, um, not to be disparaging because like I said, we've already established, I love my home church and, uh, I, I have some really great memories of it, but you know, certainly it, it felt like church was not real life. Oh yeah. Like there was your, your home life, your, although I was brought up in a Christian home as well. And, and my mm-hmm. parents lived out their faith, but church felt different. It, it felt like yeah. when you were on your way to church and of course everything wrapped around that, like the way you dressed. Yeah. Oh, like we oh, never, yeah. we never, we never wore dress pants anywhere else. No, I never had to put a collar, like a collared shirt on. This wasn't the 1800s. Can, can I, can I say something that has to do with that? Then that would tie into abuse. Sure. Is because this, I remember saying something about that and then wearing something different in a certain setting. And someone said to me something about why are you wearing that? And, and I said, well, I don't, I, I, we're just, I'm going to worship God. I don't need to focus on it. And I said, you need to give your best to the Lord on this day. Yes. Yeah. And so I had two, two, two reactions. One was like, that's just very controlling abusive. That's not, it doesn't say that in the Bible. Right. Right. And the second one is if you honestly want to see that you're giving the best to the Lord, it's like, why don't you wear that every single day? 
Why is it that this day is sure. so important to say only on this day when I'm in a church building, yeah. does it make it all of a sudden something? And I honestly believe for most people, and m- some people might get upset that I would say this, is that you care more about how you look and pe- what people see of you, that you're all dolled up and got your nice clothes on and all that yes. kind of stuff. And, and then you do actually have a heart, like a true heart worship. I'm a little time. offended by that. I don't care about you. <laughs> no, but that's absolutely <laughs> true. In fact, I heard one one uh, pastor put it this way. In most churches in North America, it's like going to the Christian prom. Ooh. And, right? It's like... With we, no dancing, though. <laughs> no. Yeah, minus the dancing. Uh, I love the but, dancing But this church. idea, like, it's, it's, a, it's, it's something sacred. It's something set aside. You, get, you put your best, you know, your, your Sunday best. Yeah. How many have heard that? You put your oh, Sunday yeah. best on. Nobody ever fights. Like by wow. the time you pass the threshold of the church, yeah. you know, your family is perfect. Your parents don't fight. You're just cussing out your wife, but now oh, yeah. you, you get in the parking lot. You yeah. fought like yeah. mad, like oh. dogs on the way to church. <laughs> and the kids were all crying and snot rolling down their cheeks and yeah. you know or snot doesn't run down your cheek but you know what I mean that would be disgusting <laughs> the mental picture is just like no but then, please but then you walk into this building and everything's supposed to be perfect right yeah right? so what this about, so this idea of transparency and, why? and I tell you some of you have seen through that and you're like this mm. this is not real when when they do studies on why children and young people walk away from the church without a doubt top top, top two uh, uh, reasons yeah this this is usually in the top two reasons, this idea that wow. there's a disconnect between what they see at church and what they see in their home. Huh. Yeah. Or see in real life yeah, in yeah, the school yeah. or yeah. whatever. It just doesn't translate. I think, too, when it comes to transparency, um, is that idea, too, if, if the church is truly to be a, a support system... Uh, <sighs> For, for a lot of places, it's not a, a good, a, like a safe place to be able to be transparent. Yeah. So like for me, and we're going to have a separate podcast down the road about uh, to get into this deeper. But for me, like one, one major area of my life um, was like an addiction to pornography. Mm-hmm. And so within that, um, that started when I was in high school. And, and, you know, carried through into, you know, college and stuff like that. And, and later on, you know, finding, finding a lot of freedom in Jesus, but still having that struggle now, you know, mm-hmm. um, is, uh, is, is not ha- like having that and, and feeling this shame and this yeah. guilt and darkness. Yeah. yeah. And yet, where am I going to go to, especially as a teenage, teenage boy, where am I going to go to talk about that? Yeah. You don't go to the church. You you don't start a a, a midweek prayer meeting standing up and saying, (laughs) I consumed porn all week. And who is someone pray for me? And who's then like everyone would freeze and change and they'd be just. Yeah. And then the other thing, too, is who does who is it that I pull aside to be able to even talk to about it? Because everyone else. No one else is struggling with it, even no. though the stats on pornography within the Christian world is like is you know pretty crazy. So yeah. there are definitely other people struggling with it. Just no one is saying boo. So who do I go to talk to about it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think that transparency thing, even with that realm, is people didn't feel supported. They didn't feel like they was a good spot for them to be like, you know what, this thing is going really bad. For instance, divorce. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, people have gone yep. through that and maybe they didn't even want it. Maybe they did. Whatever the problem is, yep. guess what's happened to them? Yeah. They weren't able to be, to talk about it. They weren't able to bring it because they were 
they were basically forced out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm I'm hearing those stories quite a lot too around divorce. Um, We've seen the church, uh, we've seen the church treat uh, um, pregnant teens terribly. You know, we could just go on and on. And and, and I I know if you're listening, we're probably hitting the chord with you. uh, Because like I said, as I interact and, and do life with people, that are outside the church primarily. That's mm-hmm. most of my friends are are not in the church, uh, mm-hmm. so to speak. So as we you know do life together, these are all things that uh, that that we discuss. Yeah, and we're looking again, same thing as the first, we'll mention all these. We're looking for health within the church world. So mm-hmm. those kinds of things, as far as being um, you know transparent, you know, like on both ends, uh, um, like as far as you know being a safe space. Uh, to deal with issues because we're dealing with them as well. We want to be that. And yeah. even addressing the first part of it um, uh, just to be, you know, like a, ch- a church of, of in general of, of transparency dealing with things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we yeah. want to be that. Good. Okay. What, cool. else, what else do you got in your um, list? We, uh, again, kind of just rolling on. Actually, this, these kind of tie together, but rolling on as being a safe place or safe space is um, just being a safe space for. Um, questioning and doubting. Uh, I think for especially my generation, Christians don't oh, have man. doubts. No faith. Do not qu- trump doubt. Um, which is what I've been told without right. really fully understanding what doubt is or what faith is. Right. right? Yeah. So not having the ability to be like, oh, I don't know. I'm. I, is God real? Right. Is the Bi- like is the Bible not just a ridiculous book? Yeah. <laughs> like yes. They, trying to think through those things. And doubting them, and then where is it that I can have those those doubts within a, a, in a world that is saying, "No, you just believe no matter what." Yeah, and that's becoming an even bigger issue with uh, with today's generation. Now, Sam, you and I were we're not a generation apart. We're probably about a half generation apart. You're much younger than me, but you, <laughs> much. But, but you have you you probably have a, a a bit of a different view than I do. I was brought up, and of course, and very comfortable with. Um, with a very, uh, I would say, to, to use the, the term in, in those who study this, a very bonded uh, belief system. So I'm... What do you mean? Well, I'm... <laughs> funny you should ask. Yeah. I'm very... <laughs> I, just, I'm very comfor- I just don't know what you mean, I'm very honestly. Com- I, well, I'm very comfortable and I'm, I'm, I've become less comfortable with it. But I, I, at one time, was very comfortable with a very... A firm set of belief systems that oh, I was yeah. able to judge people on, and to determine whether they were in or out. Yep. So, so, and, and this can this can go from everything from your idea of how you get to heaven. So, ideas about heaven and hell, mm-hmm. like what do you believe about hell? What do you believe about oh, heaven? Yeah. And how do you get to heaven? And how what causes you to go to hell? So, <laughs> but but it would come. I mean. You know, and and you look at at doctrinal statements at, at some churches, and they're just pages and pages long. Oh, like yeah. that, someone who is in who who has this very bonded uh, belief system is very comfortable with having everything firm and solid. And to, in today's day and age, we're finding people that are are very comfortable with being okay with your belief is your belief, and my mm-hmm. belief is my belief, and eventually we all get there. You know, oh yeah, that that. So I, there's got to be a healthy idea. healthy balance to within that with that mind frame. Like for instance, like I talked to someone recently about, um, <laughs> they're just like, yeah, the, the generations coming up is just like they'll just you know they question everything, you yes. know, and they're just like, oh, down this rabbit trail, down down this one, down this one, and stuff like that. And I was like, I think honestly, part of it is that okay, using that term bonded is that 
the pat where what we grew up in was so bonded yeah that it was that or nothing it like, was like that you, or nothing. you were you believe the system yep or or you're done for right or you're or you're out you're there's yes, no there's exactly. no room to question so even something as simple as uh, even down to the little, th- I'm not even talking about like big issues. I'm talking about like little issues. Well, we right? already talked about how you dress. Exactly. So, that, so yeah, if you're not dressing this way, it's right. like, so I think that's why I think that's and why Christian, Christian conduct. I mean, even that word, yeah. how does a Christian conduct themselves? And we all have the list, right? <laughs> Whether they drink or don't drink, yeah. you know, I was brought up in a very fundamentalist mm-hmm. church and I didn't even realize I, it just, I just, this came to light just within the last couple of years. Okay. Because, you know, I, I started to look at other churches and, and of course I was on staff at a, a church that was a bit more liberal perhaps. And like the church down the road, I'm like, oh man, they're, they're so fundamentalist. And then I get thinking about my upbringing <laughs> and I was comparing notes, yeah. you know, yeah. King James only, yeah. like one version yeah. and then no drinking. And I'm like, wait a minute. That was, that was me. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. go swimming on Sunday, you know? Wow. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and so you, you, you come to this realization that that's, that was your reality. It was, but th- th- I guess the thing that I would like to hit the ball back into your core is wouldn't you at your church have though some sense of what you would say is this is as far as we're every, every, I feel like every human and every structure organization, church, whatever you want, you know, whatever does have almost like a cap or a limit to what they, you know what I mean? Yes. Like one's going to say, uh, we're fine with, or this is it. King James version. Don't swim on Sunday. The next one's going to go a little step further. Be like, okay, you can use a few different versions and, um, you can do sports. Just don't do any work. And then the next one's going to be like, no, it's fine. You don't have to worry about a specific day. Just choose your own, you know, like, and then it'll be, uh, you know, it's, it'll, it kind of always expands a little bit. So everyone has a cap. So would you say the same about yourself? Like, well, you're trying to, you're trying to, out me right now and trying to get me to commit but I, so no no sorry okay don't commit to what it no, is no, all I, I want you to do is recognize though yes. that that there is when we say bonded we don't mean just free for all we believe that there probably is a sense of structure and, and dogma like truth right right so without so, so using legalism. using that language there's there's three categories you could be bonded and that's that's okay. really tight and and who's in who's out um centered centered is the idea that like they're at the core of who you are there is a core belief system yeah right but there's lots of room on the outside for like who knows okay who you know who who knows let's let's interpret it let's have fun with it there's some mystery in it mm-hmm. and then there's centerless and uh, and, yeah. and the centerless group is it, that's the one that says so, you know, they're so all willy willy nilly from from, yeah, from hearing what you say are you are you saying one is the healthiest I'm, I'm, I'm moving. I'll tell you where okay, I'm at yeah. right now. How about that? I'm, yeah. I'm moving Wait, from, where you I'm are. moving from bonded to centered. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, our, our doctrinal statement at Eastside church is like a few sentences. Oh uh, yeah. Right. It's not pages and pages. Yeah. So that's pretty good. That's, right. that's where we're at. Well, uh, we're, we're open to lots of questions. We want to be open to lots of questions. And I know you want to be part of a faith group that's open to lots of questions. Oh, I, you, I ask so many questions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I guess I would be probably in between there. I do feel like I have some things where I'm like, yeah, this is how I'm, I'm grounded in this. Yeah. But there are a lot of things where I'm, I'm okay to yeah, doubt you're, and you're, grow. And yeah, you're yeah. in that centered category. Um, the, we also want to mention as uh, the next one is, um, a lot of people have left. I feel like this is probably a pretty big one is because just the overall sense of uh, like the judgment, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is this is a this is a huge one for most people, and I think some of it might be warranted, some of it not. You know, I, I really I really feel when I talk to people, they're like, you know, the church always just is just so judging, and I I know where that comes from because, you know. Um, Certainly, if you took if you took a snapshot of any one of my sermons, yeah. you know, if you didn't listen to the whole thing, perhaps, or if mm-hmm. I had an off Sunday, or you know, if if you came on if you came on a Sunday where I was kind of highlighting this idea of of sin or missing missing the mark of God's perfection, yeah, like you might say, oh, he's being judgmental, oh, you know, okay. so yeah. so if yeah, we you take a snapshot of of. You pull any verse out of the Bible or take any pastor's one message, it, it could come across as that. But I think I, I don't think that's what we're talking about. I think no, we're talking I th- I more think... about the, this idea that Christians are known for pointing fingers mm. and avoiding any fingers pointing back. I think so. And uh, yes. And I think, too, part of it is there's a sense of it without even maybe it being said all the time. Like I was talking to someone recently sure. about their you know church attendance and stuff and them not wanting to attend and it was like you know that we were talking about this sense there's i feel judged yeah and i was like yes. do you feel it is it reality and so when i was reflecting thinking about it i think yeah i think at times there's the truth that pe- you you can tell by someone's demeanor right like yeah. my wife can always read me she knows exactly what it is i don't even have to say stuff and so she can call me out on different things um, if I get defensive or if I'm like get upset, you know, those things. So I think some of it is just reading people's body language to be like, I'm, I feel judged. And then part of it though, I think maybe on the flip side is just people that know how people would think and believe. And yeah. so they feel judged because they're putting it on themselves, right? They're saying, yes. I know in these people's heads, they think that X, Y, Z is wrong and I'm partaking X, Y, Z or whatever it is, you know? And so they're automatically like, oh, they must be judging me because this right and so maybe i think some of it may not be real but right. there definitely has been there definitely has been some judgment within the, the, the structure I'm, I'm wondering and, and i am just wondering out loud and we don't have to we don't have to discuss this today but save it for another cast. I, I'm, I'm wondering how much of that is just the fact that i mean people in general and myself included are just so broken Ooh, you know so if you if you're recognizing even if it's even it's not like i broke a one of the ten commandments like I wonder if there's not something deep seated within us that like just identifies us as being broken. Yeah. Like I, there's something not right with me. Yeah. You know, oh, I know. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm saying for instance, but there is something. Yeah. Wrong. Let's talk there's about that later on. Me. Yeah. Yeah. That's so that's a good idea. Okay. One more. Uh, hypocrisy. Oh, <sighs> let's not talk about that. Christians are <laughs> hypocrites. We are. Uh, so welcome, come yeah. to our church because you as well are a hypocrite, yeah. but we are sorry for the way that we have hurt you in our hypocrisy, right. telling you one thing and yet living another way. Right. But you know what? Eastside church full of hypocrites. Eastside church is led by a hypocrite. Yep. Their pastor, their pastor, who is me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be so hard on yourself. No, you're but, a, but I do. You're a great guy. I, I, thank you. Thank you, Sam. Um, <laughs> we're all about building people up yeah, in thanks. this podcast. But that is, that is absolutely true. I mean, we're, like I said before, we're, we're all, we're all broken. Yeah. And we need, uh, that's what the gospel tells us. And I think that's what, when it comes down to hypocrisy. So everyone who's been hurt or offended by someone who's a hypocrite, let, let's, let's actually, and I'm speaking to myself cause I have, let's just ease up. 
because we understand at times we have done things that we didn't want to do. You know, yeah. I've yelled at my wife and I don't want to yell at my wife. I right. really don't. I love her. Yeah. And then I live a life of hypocrisy sometimes. And I, uh, because you're right, there is a brokenness in me. It's because of my pride or because of deep seated anger or something going on inside of me that caused that. Right. So, and I, I act in a way that was very hypocritical. So, you know, we gotta, we gotta show, show grace and love and ease up there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so hard too, but when we try to, when we try to share the message of Christ and, and try to share, you know, God's, um, God's desire for us to, to, to live a whole life. Yeah. Uh, but then, but then, you know, like I could be, I could be, like you said, I could be preaching some Sunday on how I should love my wife and then completely drop the ball that week. Yeah. And if someone witnesses that, yep. they're like, dude, you just preached on this <laughs> and you yeah. like, you, yeah. you, you, you just bad mouthed her in front of everyone at the cafe, which I, so, would, and which I, I would never do. Yes, you would. I've seen you do it. Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> so you, I think you the, hypocrite. Yeah, you hypocrite. <laughs> I think the amazing thing to kind of end that thought is this, you are going to preach and I would preach on a Sunday, not to, to how to treat your wife and you will go that week and do something wrong and, and it's okay. Right. Because, of Jesus, right? I think that's that idea that we are Christ followers and, and that, and that, that arm extending in forgiveness. It's not something that we're, we're just liberal in the sense of like, Oh, who cares? I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, you know, be really mean to my wife. No, I want to be really kind and caring and loving towards her. But I know, and she knows that I, I am not always. And that's a great opportunity for people to see and look, say, yeah, you're a hypocrite. I'm like, yes, I know. And that's what, that was, that's what makes Jesus so amazing. Right. He's like, yeah. I know you're a hypocrite, but I'm still yeah. going to bring you forgiveness and, and love and, yes. and bless you. And, and, and so that's how we want to portray it to other people too. Right. Yeah. 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 And one of the ways to, to tear down this, this idea of hypocrisy in the church is to be transparent. Yeah. Right? Well, right? they all tie together. They all tie together. Yes. It's a beautiful thing. A beautiful <gasps> picture that, that we have is, is that, you know, if, if I'm transparent in front of my congregation, in front of the people that I go to church with, yeah, they're not going to be surprised that I'm a jerk. <laughs> right. Because yeah. they, they like, I'm not hiding anything from them. They no, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm being transparent. And so nobody's going to accuse me of being a hypocrite because everybody knows that I'm broken. Well, I, I just want to say this. I appreciate that of you. And I want to tell everybody to have people in your life that will act like this. And so that's something that yeah. I feel like with you, Vic, uh, is, is part of our relationship that I really appreciate is the fact that, yeah, we were able to get together and talk about some difficult things or some areas of, you know, yeah. negativity or things that we've done wrong, some sin. Yeah. And we're able to talk about it and always look to keep on just growing and move yes. forward. Right. Yeah. And we never let each other off the hook. And I, I feel no. the same thing. Like I'm so, I'm so appreciative of your friendship and how transparent you are. And as we're in relationship and I know you lead that way too. I know like your camp staff see that your wife mm-hmm. sees that, you know, you're not putting on any air and trying to be something that you're not, but yet, you know, we're, high, we're calling each other to a higher standard well, here as well. Let, let's wait and have my wife on the podcast okay, first before, know. and we'll have your wife on the podcast we're and then see that. if that's reality. We're not doing that other than the live birth that we're <laughs> going to broadcast No, live. this is not happening. Did you tell, um, Mar- did you tell Marcy that she has to have no, her baby live? No, she, she did listen on, to it, so podcast? she didn't say anything about it yet. So maybe she's, I, I'm assuming she's fine. Perfect. Um, but yeah, I, again, we, we love the church. We, we love our communities and we want to keep moving forward. And so that's why we're just addressing some of those 
those things. And in the future, we're going to talk about some really awesome things um, that the church has done. And I know even with Eastside and the Marishi Valley Bible Camp that I'm a part of, absolutely, we're working towards doing that. We're yeah, working towards... And stay, stay tuned, folks, because the good news is coming. There is some amazing things that uh, that is happening within the body of Christ. Yes, Victor's giving me a hundred bucks. Which is some major Christianese right there. But within the body of Christ, within the scuba church, la, the scuba Christians la, the say. Christians say um, <laughs> there's some amazing things happening in the church and we're going to highlight those in an upcoming podcast. Yeah, th- yeah. so yeah, thanks for thanks for listening to this one. And, our time um, is up. Our time is up. We so, gotta go. So we're going to head out and uh, until next time, uh, this is Sam and Victor and we want to say Blessings. Blessings. (laughs) See ya. Take care.